Good afternoon, everyone that's listening to this whenever time it happens to be. It can be any time that you want. Uh, it's really up to you whether you want to listen to this in the morning, in the evening, um, the middle of the night, at 3 a.m., at, you know, any space-time continuum that you wish to listen to this product here, it's up to you. So, yeah, welcome back. Uh, it's spanning possibly almost six months since I started doing this podcast. Eventually, I will be put this in, into into ink, right? Eventually, I will be publishing this uh, those podcasts that I'm doing. Uh, not really the the moment now. Uh, there is always something else that that gets in the way in front of it. Uh, at first was my moving, now it's again a moving and a lot of financial stress being a student in another country, um, you know, brings all sorts of of complications in, in regards to, to, you know, every single cent, it's, it, it's, you need to justify a lot and expand, right? And sometimes not even that much, but this is not something that I that I um, I'm, I'm getting a lot of gratification uh, from. So it's it stays on the list of priorities, like way below the other stuff, right? Uh, I.e., eating and just you know living, <laughs> walking around. And uh, so, but that's it. It doesn't mean that I don't enjoy it, but I've 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 not been doing this for. A long, long time. So it, it kind of, kinds of, um, it fades away a little bit, right? When you're not doing it, so it's it's part of the thing. It's part of not doing it. Uh, I'm back after almost a month of the last one that I did. Um, kind of in the same headspace. I mean, my headspace doesn't really uh, change much. Um, it's um, pretty much the only constant is. My parents, you know, the love that I get from them, the support that I get from them, and talking about music is always something that is something that I will always uh, be with. There's no, you know, there's no uh, no way around enjoying talking about music. So that's pretty much what I'm doing here now. Um, that's it. Let's see what's the subject of this episode. Let's have a look at uh, out of the 300 albums that I have to cover, which one will be uh, choose now, uh, which one will be chosen, or the chosen one, and the number is 235, so we have a, a later, uh, like a, you know, oh, okay, so we have another Brazilian one, which is always complicated to to talk about, especially uh, with language barriers and all that, it's uh, I'm always kind of worried about speaking about those those uh, types of records. Not because of the quality of the album or anything like that. Uh, this album specifically, uh, it is one of the most classic uh, entries in the Samba um, canon, if not the most important Samba album. 
in my opinion. Uh, when you have like the, um, the history of the genre and all that, uh, of course that you trace the beginnings of the 20th century, you have the 30s and the 40s as being the first um, actual recordings that you have of Sambistas, which are the guys that make samba. So, and Cartola, uh, okay, so I didn't introduce po po um, uh, properly the album. So the artist's name is Cartola, um, which is, can be translated as the head, the big head that people use, right, in the, in the, back in the day. Uh, those long hats, uh, kind of like a, f a fedora in a way. So that's the, the name that, you know, freely translated. It's, it's a nickname of the guy at the time. So, um, That's the translation, that's the basic translation of it. Let me just grab the album because most of his records have his name as the title of the album. Let me see exactly which one is the 74th one. I think I know which one it is. Um, so what you have here is pretty much, yeah, it's the most classic one. What you have here with this 1974 uh, record is pretty much a lay recording of an already uh, very old artist. I believe that he was like 65, 70 at the time that he, he recorded this, uh, those albums in the 70s. So he was kind of like a, almost like a posthumous uh, release in a way. Like he, he did a series of albums in the 70s and a little bit in the 80s. I think he died mid-70s. Um, he was already very, very old. So... Uh, what you have here, it's basically a blue-collar uh, rendition of uh, a very sensitive and emotionally um, wise gentleman as a working-class type of way. You don't have the, 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 the normal working-class uh, affectations and all that. He's, he's very sensitive but down worth uh guy i believe that he uh he did his songs basically more as a hobby than anything else uh i think that i've heard stories about uh him being like a like a bricklayer and you know someone as as you may think that people sing while while they work especially those very heavy heavy uh, physical jobs uh, people tend to build communities between uh, joking around and working and singing and all that. I think someone heard him sing and asked him about uh, the what he was singing, and he just grabbed out of his pocket uh, two of the lyrics of the most classic songs that he has, right? Which is uh, basically... Uh, there's not many of those in this album. His more classic, popular uh, songs are in the other one. With he has the 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 his wife with him in the in the cover. Uh, if you're talking about one, you're most definitely talking about the other one as well, because you know he 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 hadn't he didn't have a phase per se. You can't say the Cartola had like phases to his discography 
uh, most long-lasting um, recording artists, they do have that type of thing. You can possibly use like Nick Cave as an example, right? I have the the post-punk phase. You have the the post uh, when his son died. You have that phase. You know that type of thing. If you're kind of familiar with Nick Cave as an example, so he doesn't have that. So everything basically that he did. Uh, as a recording artist was already the, the, the back catalog that he had as a person, right? So it's really interesting uh, to, to understand what a real person sounds like in a recording, like real artistry and real um, emotional um, stock i don't know i don't know i don't know what i'm saying but it's it's basically that let me see when he died let me see if i can find so he he was active in 20 in the 20s right so he he goes a long way uh he's a, a partner of a legendary samba composer called noel rosa uh, noel uh rosa which is no Noel Rose, right? In a, in a fucking uh, free, uh, whatever translation, Noel Rosa. It's the name of the guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna use the the fucking because it's it's very, it's not you know it's kind of stupid to use the English pronunciation of Portuguese words. Noel Rosa. It's a guy that you don't have even photographs of it, of him, right? You don't you don't. It's one of those figures. In, in history that, I mean, he's quite of contemporary, he's kind of in the verge between 80, 18th century and 19th century, but he didn't live long enough to be actually photographed uh, extensively. So in this case, Noel Rosa, he did die like very young, like in his 30s. So you have, I think, one photograph. You have a few, so I'm, I'm, I'm just lying there. He has a few. He he died uh, uh, when he was 27 years old. Uh, very ugly gentleman, if he doesn't mind me saying that. So, anyway, besides that, uh, he, so Cartola was a partner of this guy, right? Like a historical figure. Uh, Cartola, of course, lived a, a, a lot more than than Noel. Noel. Uh, and he was recorded and photographed and has like interviews and footages of him and all that, but he died in mid-70s. Uh, what you have with this particular album, I believe that it was his first recording. Uh, oh, he died in the 80s, so 1980 he died. So he died, he died fairly, fairly, he lived his life, right? Thank God. So what, you, what you're looking at here, with this album sonically it's as simple as it gets it doesn't get it's it's not elaborated it's not engineering um technically wise it's just it's just very simple it doesn't need to be uh, not simple right it doesn't need to be um layered or, or anything like that those kind of languages of of the 70s those kinds of uh how can you say those kinds of uh phonographic techniques they just don't apply to something like what this guy uh did uh, it was everything in the way that he played the the 
the the guitar, the way that he delivered, like you're listening to our uncle, you know, telling a story in the most poetic and 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 uh, profound way and sensitive way. So he just delivers that. Of course, that he has because of that, he has a lot of. Uh, it, it doesn't have not much appeal to someone that doesn't speak Portuguese or doesn't understand Portuguese. Uh, you probably can pick up on the sensitivity of the thing and the and the, the and um, the way that is delicate, right? But it it's the, the poetry is something that it gets lost, right? So unfortunately, that's uh, that's kind of a barrier there. But for sure, um, this this uh, type of approach of samba is the most pure and wholesome, and he is like universally loved by by everyone that gets in contact with Brazilian music uh, as a as a Portuguese speaker, of course, right? It's uh, you have to be you have to be in a way to appreciate fully, but. What happens with him is like he's uh, to the extent that uh, you know he he gets like renaissance, uh, he he gets rejuvenated, you know, within generations that discover his 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 thing. So he's a type of very delicate and, and influential um, type of thing for everyone that touched samba in a way. If you have, if you, I I, I spoke about Paulinho da Viola. Right in this um, in this podcast already, it's somewhere there in the back catalog. Um, Paulinho is later, so he gets his start at the beginning of the sixties and all that. Cartola was already making like samba in the twenties, right? Samba in the in the, in the mid twenties, early thirties. He was already uh, not a recording artist because recording recording was very limited at the time, but he was making. Um, he was making, he was working at that time already. So even with the most uh, fundamental artists of samba or MPB, Musica Popular Brasileira, which is the kind of the conjunction of everything that was that was made between the fifties and sixties. You know, you have MPB as a blanket term. You have. Cartola as a almost like a mythical figure in that space because he uses simplicity and he uses like down to earth blue collar sensibilities and approaches to his uh, music. So it's often that the simplest simplest things they tend to resonate the most. Uh, I think that we here he now at this stage in life in, in culture, we tend to consider bombastic as the most uh, profound, right? Because if if you have all your senses overwhelmed, you got your 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 money's worth, right? Um, I believe that that's most definitely not the case at all ever. So you have the example of that, and Brazilian music usually flourishes. A lot in that sense. So when you have the more simple approach to 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 the styles and the mixtures and then all that, and and the and the different um, aspects of of 
of music production, being like percussion, being like the, the, the melody side. Um, Brazilian music music usually thrives with that with that type of thing. And Cartola is the utmost example of that being done. You have other things, you have other other examples, and you have bombastic stuff as well. Um, of course, the, the I mean Brazilian rock can be pretty bombastic. Uh, but oh god, what is that noise? Who's using a fucking jackhammer on an Easter Sunday? Okay, it's Easter Sunday, by the way, the time of this recording, the seventeenth of April. So that's pretty much what can be said. Uh, I'm not sure if that one is gonna fly very well with the with the people that don't understand Portuguese. If if Cartola is a new um, new artist for you. Uh, it's it's definitely worth uh, checking out just because of the sound. If you don't, if I don't know a particular genre, that would be world music, right? For the most part, if that's a Pakistani um, genre, or it's an Indian thing, or it's a Nepalese thing, or Indonesian, or whatever, you tend to look for the for the beginnings of that type of recording, right? You you tend to look at the more of the of the recordings that are more attached to almost like a folk uh folklore uh approach so i don't know if if you're looking to to understand more about like the spanish flamenco as a as a more uh a close example than pakistani music i don't know but you you're going to probably look for the 70s for the 60s even for the 50s right uh it's but you're also looking for fidelity you're you're not gonna re- you you want something of a of a of a phonographic capacity, right? You you want to 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 understand sonically what that sound means, but you're not gonna you're not gonna be looking for uh, the latest flamenco album because that might be just already contaminated by the music industry in general, right? So you you possibly want the end of the first leg of the the life of that genre. So I will probably recommend if if you don't know samba, look for the early seventies stuff because that's when you have the 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 recording with the most most fidelity at up up to that point, and you don't have the contamination of you know just music getting more and more and more fragmented and and postmodern which has its place and has its value that's for sure his value no its value uh that's for sure but um, it's interesting to see the most pure form of stuff and you know and to have the 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 technical side also following you have to be able to hear stuff you know and then as you become more curious with with the with the specific genre uh you go further back or you go further you know uh front i don't know anyway and i believe that that thing that I, everything that i just said suits the 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 purpose of this specific album cuz it's an early 70s record of a already aged guy he was 
60 at the time of record of the of the record so 60 60 mid 60s uh years old so you have the 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 kind of everything that he was supposed to, to to be as a composer and as a as a poet yeah he's definitely a poet he has beautiful poet uh, poetry uh, Adoniram Barbosa also it's excellent and he has a similar trajectory a very old um, very old uh, uh, in the time of his most recordings in the early 70s uh, late 60s like both of those guys were very were very uh, old already so Brazilian music also ha it's it has a spe specific talent to just forget his best uh, it's best. Fuck, I'm fucking up with the he's and it's. Uh, Brazilian music has the specific talent of forgetting the best guys that 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 he has, or not not giving the opportunity. Right? If you look at any any um, music documentary, there's always that time when the guy gets discovered. So you have to have like a whole system in place like a whole industry, a functioning industry, right? Where that guy can be given the, the, the opportunity of just showing the work that he, the, that he has. Brazilian music, it's very, very talented and not having that, that uh, flick of a switch. So it's, it's very rare, that, that, especially with the, with the early, early stuff. Uh, it, it, they most definitely don't have a breakthrough, right? So in end of the 60s, you kind of have that industry more developed. Uh, you had some festivals, like with, with the invention of the television and the proliferation of television, you got some prominent figures coming out of that time, right? Beginning of the 60s, mid-60s. But when Cartola was... Possibly just singing in, in, in bars and all that. You didn't have that industry set up. Which you had in other countries, right? You, you had, like, you, you always had, like, uh, jazz singers and, and, and even Bossa Nova was pretty much very prominent. Only, only prominent, actually, uh, in, in the U.S. and Europe, right? You, you didn't have that in Brazil. So you have figures like Cartola, which is a fucking genius of a composer, of a poet, and it took that long for him to actually be recognized, right? It took that long for him to be um, celebrated in any way. Um, a, a lot of his uh, work has to do with carnival tradition. He, he's very attached to a particular uh, school, which is a kind of a club, right? You can, t you can think. Uh, in in Rio, uh, very attached to Mangueira, which is the name of the of the school. So he has his life kind of attached to that as well. It's interesting to see that aspect of music in Brazil. There's a lot of things. I mean, if 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 you are like a, in in this case an Australian or and anywhere that's not very familiar with Brazilian stuff, usually when you start to to uh, based on experience of things that I've seen, right? People that, uh, people like David Byrne, for example. David Byrne from Talking Heads is a guy that 
uh, took his time to understand Brazilian music and he really loves it. Right? The Vendor Bernhardt, which is a folk singer songwriter, friends with Brazilian rock guys. Like, you know, it's uh, basically when you have artists that, like British artists or, or American artists, that they lean over a little bit to Brazilian history, to Brazilian music, they tend to become big fans of it. Because there's a lot of that, uh, there's a lot of that you see, right? There's a lot of that you consider. And uh, Cartola, it's for sure one of those examples of uh, of people like it's the creme of the creme of of of, of Brazilian music. Uh, and I'm gonna listen a little bit to it because my mood recently fits the 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 mood that the Cartola presents. And he's such a wise figure as well, right? Such an emotionally well put together. Uh, kind of father figure in a way. He's like the father of samba. He's like the, the king of samba. Uh, he's like he's the Pele of samba, right? Uh, truly, an immense uh, figure in the Brazilian, you know, popular music history. Um, besides the 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 the. The language barrier there. There's really nothing else that can get in the way of just knowing what this guy did as an artist. So, very special record. Uh, I usually say highlights, right? I usually say the highlights. Let's see the highlights. Corra uh, do Céu, which means run and look at the sky. Uh, it's it's a great song. Uh, he thrives a lot on the on the smaller ones. He has a lot of one minute, two minute, not one minute, but um, most most of his stuff is very short. So he, he doesn't need to be more, uh, doesn't need to be longer than that. He, the album itself is like twenty eight minutes, so very very simple, beautiful stuff. Um, the first one, this Farsi Shora, it's gray, which means pretend and cry. Uh, the first one, uh, sing, which means yes. It's an easy word to, to guess, right? Uh, the beginning of the album is pretty good. Uh, the other one, the 76 one, which is on this list as well, uh, has the most iconic uh, of his catalog, the more iconic catalog of his, like the hits, you can say, songs that were recorded, um, covered by, you know, basically a lot of people right very very popular uh, every generation every single generation that try to incorporate samba to whatever uh, musical zeitgeist that was happening uh, had to take into consideration what Cartola did so you have there a very influential and truly amazing uh, display of of purity of a genre and uh, that's it. That's it. Simplicity is really something that goes a long way. And uh, yeah, I'm also trying to, fi to find out what simplicity can be applied to my personal life as well. Uh, but this is not the personal life podcast. This is the music podcast. 
All right, thank you for listening. Um, hopefully, you get out of this. You know, something that I'm also getting out of this, which, you know, I enjoy talking about it. Uh, and just swinging it, swinging my, my, my sword at the, at the enemy, which is not doing this, or not doing anything at all, right? Which is always the enemy. Uh, Happy Easter. Belated Easter. Maybe next year. It can be right, for the Easter next year. And God bless you. Bye.